GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18+, plus. new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients and what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear-headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock for example. One scoop, once a day, before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel Hello and welcome to episode 60, season 13 of the Fine Cup Podcast. I'm joined by Nick. How you doing, boy? Oh, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I've had a bit of a mare, haven't I? What, setting up your... So you can't get into Discord? So we have to sit here and yeah. wait for 20 minutes? Just fucking like, you know, people moaning about football, but computers just fucking me over like <sighs> some Skynet nonsense. Doing me in, mate. Doing me in. But I'm all right. Glad to be here. Who the fuck do you think you are? Fair. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> Fucking mate, you're making us wait 20 minutes. I've been doing this for 13 years. Yeah, I put I put graft into this, time and effort. And you've just come along and disrupted my evening, my, my afternoon. That's no, all good. I'm really sorry. Bro. No, you're welcome. Really? You're, it's fine. It's fine. I'm saying you're welcome. I don't know what I mean. It's fine. We're, we're, all, we're all reeling a little bit from the weekend, aren't we? We are. Mark, how are you? A little bit windswept. Yeah, I'm trying not to think about it, to be honest. I um I've, I've I've spoken about this before. I've got this thing, this this coping mechanism of just doing hard physical labour as soon as I can after a loss. And um, I saw your I saw a picture of you on social media of just yes. loads of fucking wood in the back of your car. Like Spurs have just got yeah, beat by wolves, yeah. and you're like, I've got to go and get some wood. 
had to kill break I, I took down a, a pergola out on the decking and it was fucking it was proper manly work pushing bits of massive bit I'm, I'm you know i'm a small guy massive bits of wood just pushing him over and fucking hammering i've got a crowbar it's i shit you not it's about four foot and i was just ripping shit out and tossing it in the back of my van how did you my van, my how, did, how did you cope with uh, no say van sounds much better um how did you vote uh, how did you um cope with uh, the loss to wolves nick but i'm not on the tools like mark um i went to the garage and got stoned <laughs> um you just went to a dark room and just thought i'm gonna is, is that genuinely what happened you just went and got stoned yeah that's what happened and i and i i fettled with bicycles for the afternoon not very well because I was I was pretty you know I was, I was pretty spaced out for, to be honest. But um, you fettled. Yeah. That is a great word. I haven't heard the word fettled. I don't think ever in my entire life. You can only you can only really fettle with a bicycle, as far as I know, uh, Flav. But it's a good way to spend a miserable rainy afternoon in Kent when you don't want to speak to anyone. The kids the kids are scared of the garage. They don't come in there. Spiders it's definitely in my space. Spiders for me me after a lost. Uh, yeah, on, yeah. on drugs, you know, and so yeah, that it, it helped. It was all right. Just a stone dad beating shit out of his bicycle. <laughs> I um, I did. I did. No wonder they want to go in there. It's, it was. It's, I don't. It was. Do you know what was frustrating about it is that you kind of you can see the issues and and, and the issues have been presented from the off with Postecoglou's football, or they seem to be less evident in the first part of the season where we're super open and it's almost like it's getting to a point where it's not fun anymore whereas before it was fun because it was like diametrically opposed to the football we've become accustomed to under Conte but now it's not fun because it looks like they're going to bloody score every time they go forward not just Wolves you could say the same for Brighton Brentford before and it also looks like it looks like a team the best way to beat Tottenham is by playing a low book block and counter-attacking or transitioning if you want to be a twat about it um so it's it's frustrating and 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 i'm kind of getting this out right before i get back on the sort of pro and postacoglu mentally attacking football train i am still on that but you can understand after that performance and that result especially because it was evident so clearly against Brentford and um, and Brighton that why did it happen again and will it keep happening weirdly didn't really happen against Manchester City at home it was much more balanced that Man City game than and less open than than the one the ones against the teams that I've just mentioned Mark what's your what's your take on it at the moment I mean I yeah, very similar to you. I think we're we've still got quite a bit of um, a bit of development to do. I mean, we're, we're all we're good going forward. We still are. Um, we came up against a very organised uh, wall side, and and you know, it just it just didn't didn't quite come off because walls were very very they they. Gary Neal seems to have kind of got Angus. Uh, and figured out, doesn't he? They, they, Wolves are fast becoming not just this season, but I think, I think, I think even last season actually, they're, yeah. they're becoming our bogey team. There are, they are what we are to see, right? Um, little plucky, plucky upstarts and that. 
But um, I'm I'm not too down on it these days because I I threw out a lot of wood. Um, but <laughs> I'm um, <laughs> like, it, it, we just need to, we need to figure out a few more strings to our bow. Like he's he's kind of got the big you know the sort of low hanging fruit sorted out. Um, in terms of, of more of an identity and, and kind of more of a togetherness and he's kind of sorted those things out and, and we're going to come up against teams like Wolves who just that they're happy I mean they had 29% possession come on like, yeah can't but the, be but a, the, the, the issue and, I, and I'm going to play devil's advocate because I understand and I'm with you um, but the issue is that with that 29% they look more dangerous than we did because of our system. For sure, and because we're well open. Yeah, yeah, we're well open. That's what, that's the kind of stick that's be, that Andrew's being beaten with currently. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, what... I, I get. Yeah, no, and, and you're right, but it's 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 the same as what City's fans would have been telling Ep for the past couple of seasons. Every time they came up against us, and, and we would just hit him on the break. It's it's. You've just got to. We've just got to outscore them. We've got to find a different string to our bow, and 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 Pep's done that with City. You know, he's added players like Doku and and, and Harland who who bring bring something different than what City have had in seasons before, and they're starting to get beyond that. We 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 need to find that, um, find those those kind of whether that's players or systems. I think it'll be more likely to come from players because the system is the system, mm. um, and once we get that, we'll we'll be fine. I mean, look, we've we've scored so it's, we've scored uh, what was it fifty two gate fifty two goals. Um, this season, I think fifty of them have come from inside the box. We we just we're, we're you know that's that's our style. Um, and if we can't do that, we're lacking of you know we're lacking options. And, and that doesn't mean that that's always going to be like that. It's just a, a question of time. After the game, we put out a tweet that said, "Where did it go wrong today?" And like this is literally minutes after it ended, so you can imagine some of the responses. But it was interesting to see how people process. A disappointing defeat, which isn't well. Um, but there was one from XXX Video Editor. Uh, this is fantastic, actually, because this guy's job, and I've been speaking to him, to, to, to him sporadically, sporadically through the years, but he just um, he just edits sort of fake taxi videos and other things like that. That's all he does all day. And I've been trying to interview him for years, but he just won't, will not do it. Will not do it. Um, anyway, he says, I have a horrible feeling. My fears at the start of the season are starting to come true. I love Bigange, but from the very beginning, he said he had one style of play and he won't be changing. But the Premier League is not Scotland, Japan, Australia. Top managers will, by now, know how to play against Spurs. Is that fear founded, Nick? Are we just at the beginning of this journey? Is he right that the, the Premier League is a different beast to the ones that that, that he's tamed before? I think if you if you think about it from a Wolves point of view, Wolves did this to City and they did it to Chelsea as well. Like they beat them in the same way. They beat them without the ball. That's how Wolves play. So I think in in one sense you could we could look at it and say like we got found out right that, that but that that's how they set up. But. We just can't shit the bed yet because we're, we're the home side. So we can't go and say to Wolves, well, you have most of the ball and we'll hit you on the counter. Like, we can't play them like that at home. It turns out we couldn't play them like that at Molyneux either. But that's that's what they do well. Like, that that's, you know, they, they back themselves to go on the counter the same as we do. And that's, and that's why when you look back at our fixtures and we think about City being more balanced, that's why, right? Because actually we were trying to do to City what Wolves did to us. 
But I think that it just, it's, it's boring, but it goes back to the same old shit of like, there's no easy games. Like they're well drilled. They're playing in a low block. And we know all the, like, it's not really about Ange. It's about all the other factors which go into that loss, i.e. the fact that uh, it's Son's first start back since New Year's Eve. Like, Basuma hasn't started since mid-December. Like, Madison, we know he's a player who is all about touch and feel and he needs minutes. Like, think about those three and how important they are to us, plus Richarlison on an off day. Is it, is it even about Ange Flav, you know? Like, I don't know. Is it about the manager? I, I think, I think, I think that you have to question the manager. So there's a couple of things. You, you can question any manager any time. Apart from someone like Pep Guardiola or Klopp, you just think they've got so much credit in the bank that they, 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 there is no fan's opinion that's worth ever listening to because how can you question Klopp or Pep Guardiola? Andrew Cogley comes from a, a, um, a, a pathway to the Premier League that isn't respected. I respect it. Everyone should respect it, but it fundamentally isn't. And including in, included in that is our fan base. That's a, a section of them. So he doesn't get any time. He's not got any grace period. It has to work relatively soon. This is seemingly the way it is. So I just think, um, I think he's doing and has done an incredible job in the first part of his tenureship at the club. And there are, there are always going to be, by the same proxy, if you don't give him any credit for managing elsewhere, because the Premier League is much more difficult, stumbling blocks in the first formative years of his premiership experience. So the fact that he's stumbling now, you're using the same argument to say that um, that he, he doesn't have the credentials to be a top manager in the Premier League or, or he can be found out really quickly. It's the same argument. He's learning, right? You, you, everybody agrees that, that this was the right manager for the job. So let's just let him, give him some room to breathe. The f- performances aren't going to be, always be fantastic. And they were for that first 10 games of the season. That was almost like the worst thing to happen to Spurs fans' expectation, that first 10 games. And don't get me wrong, I wouldn't swap it for the world because it gave us a great place to to, to launch from and, and try and finish in the top four. But it was almost the worst thing because I think a lot of people bought in immediately and went, okay, yes, so we can win the league this season, surely. Like, no, that was never going to happen. It was never going to happen. Despite the jokes of could we, would we, will we, and all that bollocks. That was, those were just jokes. I was joking, y'all. Um, you ever seen Don't Be a Minister South Central yeah do you, do you get that very niche reference yeah but you see it, the soldiers running down the crack of his ass um, anyway go and watch Don't Be a Minister South Central uh, what was I saying that wasn't helpful at all uh, yeah so look it, it, the, the question would be if Conte had managed Tottenham Hotspur against the Postacoglu side who would be the most likely victor from what you saw in Conte's reign at Tottenham? Conte probably would win. Might win. But who would you really want managing Tottenham? Postacoglu or Conte? And and that's the position I'm always at at this start, this part. This season was almost, almost like a free hit. As long as we saw good football, we can wait for Postacoglu to build the the first team, the foundations, the way of playing, the philosophy. But it's almost like some fans have just gone, nah, actually, do you know what? No, I want it fucking right now. I want it right now. 
I want it right now, and that's it. And and if if it's anything else other than right now, then it's not it's not worth it's not worth my time. And that's that's the frustrating thing is listening to people say he's not good enough when they don't even know how good he is yet. None of us do. Let's just wait and see. That's where I'm at. It. Um, anything to you? You said you said it was just a joke. Like, could we? You know, like you you started that and you said it was just a joke, and that that seems to be the bit that's missed. Like, that, like never mind getting philosophical about it. Never mind thinking about the long game, being a mature fan. You know, like looking into kind of uh, the the starting place that we find ourselves at, the building blocks, the foundations, this embryonic process that we find ourselves in. Never mind all that. Like, like they, they didn't even get the joke. Like, it's like it's like they felt that could we was was real. Like, yeah, yeah, we fucking could. Yeah, we're just going to win don't all season. Me, don't get me wrong. At, at, at 10 games when we were top of the league, I did start to think, actually, maybe... <laughs> maybe well, like, this dare to dream. <laughs> maybe fucking this is dare to joke. dream, mate. But, but, it, but it's, it's like this... It's like this instant... The fan base reaction is like this instant gratification, like come shot football. Like, I want to dial in. I want to fucking bash one out. I want to come, uh, and then I then I might feel bad about it for a second. I get on with my day. I wipe it up and and fuck off. But like the the whole like just shit or bust reaction to the fact that you get beaten by, as Mark said, a well organised team who who play really well against the top six. Like that that that's all about our failings. You is, know? Is there, I don't think there's a greater way to describe Postecoglou's football than come shot football. I think that might be the closest to what what this is. It's like you. Yeah, that's tight, wasn't it? It is. Uh, it's definitely hundred percent the cum shot football. I don't know if I'm, I'm going to get away with that because Spotify are quite particular about these things. Just spell it C O M E. C O M E. Come around. That was genius. And it is. It is. It's like sometimes you just got to. We just got to go on this journey. And and and. I, I, it's probably the amount of information that spreads between football fans, certainly on social media, that makes it more difficult than to be philosophical. And maybe yeah. I, I should be more mature and I should be more philosophical as well and stoical about how other people feel about the football club. But I just, sometimes I just think I can feel like we're, we're moving in the right direction. I feel like things are getting better at Tottenham. I feel like so much happier around Spurs than I did for four or five years and so just let me enjoy it and I can I can stop I can stop listening to other people's opinions by not using social media in any way but there's no reality in that um, but just to, to look at the game though it was it did seem though that Mark that as much as we retained possession like you said was it 69% um that or was it more than that? Probably uh, uh, that we didn't. We had seventy-one, yeah, seventy-one. Uh, but we didn't. We didn't. We never really looked like they. We, we could break them down, and it always looked quite straightforward for Wolves. That's fair, isn't it? Yeah, because we 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 just lacked a little bit of. They would. They you know they sat very 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 deep, and you know for for. I mean, although saying that, as 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 deep as they sat, um, they still had outlets, and and you know, Neto was actually 
was actually fairly high. But they, they, they were they were just really really compact and they were really up for it. Like 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 Nick said, it's it's they love playing the top six and 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 we we are in that echelon now, which is a, a compliment to us, I, I suppose. Um, I, I just don't. We just lacked a little bit of that that sort of that sort of killer either the killer pass which didn't really seem to be able to find through the through the through the lines um Richarlison really struggled um I think it's, it's fair to say it doesn't mean he's you know I'm not I'm not discounting all the good he's done in his last you know many games he's he's had a really good run um this was a game where most strikers playing as a as a lone striker um would struggle because you're up against it. I'm trying hard not to, to jump in here. I'm really trying hard not to jump in, but but you've right. But he, say it. I'm saying he, he was wasteful again. He was wasteful in times. Passes, passes bounced off him, and he couldn't let go of the ball. But you, he was man marked constantly. They were so because, close because to. Are, are they not seeing his frailties? And I, 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 I'm 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 loathe to 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 talk about it because my. My, hes- my my hesitancy of criticising Richarlison is the same hesitancy, hesitancy, Jesus, what is it? Hesitancy. Hesitancy that I'm asking of people. Yeah, I wish. Hennessy. Whatever. Yeah, I'm asking of people to not be critical of of, of Postacoglu. So I'm being I'm being cri- hypercritical, hypercritical and hypocritical um, of of Richarlison, but. It's like that. It's so important to Tottenham to start with a high tempo, and that means in the first five ten minutes where you do set the tempo over the game, that you need your players to be as precise as possible. And we haven't had that the last few games, and it's not all Charleston's mm-hmm. fault. I think it's just broadly an issue. And Postecoglou's mentioned this being an issue about like how how well we've been starting games and how quickly and how precisely we've been starting games. And it just hasn't happened. I just think, I, I do think in the future that we'll see a, a number nine of significant quality come in because I feel like it I, might be an issue. So, so I, I know I just it just sounded like I, I defended Richarlison. I, I think I did to a degree because I think I think it was always going to be be tough. Um, I I think Son would be a better nine for us for the rest of this season. Um, I'm not sure what we do with Richarlison and I'm not sure what we do on, on the left wing, but I think what you get and the, the style of play that we, uh, Ange, style of football that Ange plays, a lot of that is, you know, the the, the, the wingers are really wide and high and, and you do a lot of cutbacks and a lot of crosses and things like that, all from all, all the fullback. And and Son is, is, is one of the best finishers, if not the best finisher in the league. I'm not saying he's the one that scores the most goals, blah, 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 but if you look at his XG performance and so on and so forth, um, I think he needs to play as a nine. And I, I, I don't know. I just, th- I just feel with his, with his close control, he might have had a slightly better, better chance than Richarlison in this game. Um, but that being said, he's not as, he doesn't relish the fight as much as Richarlison. I was, I was quite disappointed with Richarlison because I thought he might have had a little bit more um more to offer in this game because he he could maybe take a bit of fight to the to, to the center backs but i don't know wolves are sort of quite an, uh, and this is you know people will say i'm clutching here but wolves are a, an older side than we are we're quite a young team i know we we brought on davies who was 400 years old but um outside of him we're quite a young side um in terms of age but also in terms of maturity and playing together and so on um 
and and I thought they just they had a little bit of the the beating over us in in that sort of. Do you know in that degree. you mentioned Davies? Obviously, the massive issue, the glaring issue, the dropping quality was not having those fullbacks there, a, a doggy and. Um, it was worse from the right from right back though. I, I think it was worse from right back, hundred percent. I think Emerson Royale had a massive. It, he he looked a little bit lost out there. Um, mm. And it wasn't the performance I was expecting from him. I thought he would do better than that. I thought he would be comfortable on the ball, but the, the evidence is there. He was the he was definitely the weak link. I also thought Ben Davies just can't do what a doggy's a doggy can do, which is completely understandable. But my point here is that I underplayed because I didn't know, I had no evidence how significant those two fullbacks are in our system, and if you remove them. Because you remember, like we used to, we used to, when, when we lost uh, Van der Ven and um, Romero, that we we talked about often. We banged the drum about how we went to Etihad and got a result with four fullbacks. But in a way, that's better for our system and how crucial those fullbacks are in in um, in how we play. Because it was massive, wasn't it? You could see that uh, you could see. The, the 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 breakdown in in fluidity when Emerson Real received the ball in the positions at Porro and Ben Davies did to a certain degree it, and, and he, he had a good game Ben Davies but it wasn't what a doggy did a doggy did but it was uh, yes yeah, that was that was massive for me um, Sam Corney says football continues to become increasingly more reactionary what will what will it take to reach a tipping point seen some AFTV level of embarrassing takes on uh, since Saturday any thoughts on that Nick hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I, th- I, th- I think it's just the immaturity, really, in terms of what we're, how we're able to process it. And the, the, the reality is that wins and losses do, do affect mood and that, we're, and that we're scratching around as to kind of why this is. You just highlighted the main reason there for me was that the balance in terms of where we were um, and where we have been in terms of that back line being pretty formidable, like up there with the best in the league, to then the drop-off of bringing Royale and Davies in and what that does to a system which is, which is struggling anyway, that, that people's takes are going to be wild, that actually... What we know about watching watching your team is that if if we're doing really well, then we're then we're getting dopamine neurotransmitters flying about, and we're and we're great, and we're able to get on with our day really happy. And if not, we've got hormones like cortisol filling our brain and making us do mad shit. Can I just pick up on that? It, the, watching Spurs at times is like taking MDMA, 
and ecstasy. It's fucking fantastic. And so quickly, it's utterly miserable. But the reality That's is, it's, that isn't the same for everybody. But for, for most fans, the way, certainly social media has a massive part to play in this. But, but for most fa- fans, it seems, if you go on Twitter and whatnot, it, it is, it is, it's ecstasy and, and hell. Yeah, it's the it is a come down, isn't it? And it is cortisol. Like if you look at the science behind it, it's 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 released under stress. So at the moment, watching so, Tottenham so, is so, so is there is stressful. Some, so so stressful. And then what's the body doing? Uh, the body is releasing a hormone called cortisol. So if you're in a stressful job, like blood cortisol is produced, and then your blood pressure's going up, like you're becoming more irritable, um, and that's exactly the same if you're engaged in something. So you have like you have neurons in your brain which are mirror neurons, and they're what allow us to kind of be able to go like they're our team. Like this is Tottenham. Like we, you know, if we say like we we need to do this, we need to do that. They're like we're mirroring what they're feeling on the pitch, and therefore, if they're doing really badly, then we then we produce cortisol. So that's released under stress, and that what that leads to is less serotonin, which links into your so, MDMA theory. So, so, because so, so, so hang on, just because this is fascinating. So if you if you're if you're if we if playing stressful, the brain will release cortisol, and what yeah, does that cortisol, do? That, that makes you feel better in a stressful situation. No, it it essentially like leads to anger and depression because it reduces the amount of serotonin that's released. But why why is your brain doing that? Your brain's doing it like well, good question. I mean, it's a it's a natural reaction. I guess it's linked into fight or flight and that kind of stuff. So it's but helping you cope in that is moment. Stress. Yeah. So when yeah, Spurs it's, are getting it's, done it's over it's a, it's a cortisone. So when Spurs are getting done over and over again on a on a, on a counter attack, cortisone is released, right? Cortisol is being is being released. Cortisone. It's a stress hormone. Yeah. So your so your body is going. I'm stressed. Your blood pressure is going up. You're becoming irritable. You're becoming stressed, and at the same time, you're producing less serotonin, which is which leads to anger and depression. So when you get like this outpouring of people who've just come from like they've been mirroring their team they've gone through a shitty performance which is essentially the takeaway on social media and that like that was shit i feel like shit i'm angry about it and then you get this knock-on effect through social media which is why you always say i don't go near it after a game because you will then take on a lot a lot of that because that's the common narrative that's flowing through social media so what's what's actually happening after people have been hyper reactive after a game on social media or elsewhere is them they're being completely human yeah they're just being yeah they're dumping it they're they're chemically reacting to a football result yeah so yeah yeah cool cool forgive them go on it's not their fault i mean forgive forgive them uh, yeah because it's not necessarily your fault but i think what you know at this at, this, at the start of the pod we're talking about like our um like we're talking about maturity and philosophy right so we're talking about our ability to go like fucking out like it's football let's move on like let's go and have a cuddle with the wife let's go to the garage and get stoned let's go and knock down a pagoda like whatever it is <laughs> like i know it's not this isn't me this is just fucking like this has happened it's bad i'll move on from it right but like if you're unable to do that and you don't know why you're feeling fucking rage then there's a lot of people who are not in touch who are not like kind of emotionally intelligent enough to realize that 
there'll, there'll be a game next week and this is meant to be entertainment do, 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 so so there, do you remember because i'd imagine cocaine would disrupt some of these uh, natural ups and downs of this situation because okay. i remember when um spurs got beat by portsmouth to two nil in the fa cup semi-final went to wembley the old no it was the new wembley uh what was it 2007 i think i can't remember what it was and they beat us but i'd only just started to i i'd started to, uh, taking cocaine and have since very much stopped taking cocaine so it was just a period in my life but i'm just giving you a, a, an example of how i felt as a spurs fan i was banging gear up my nose the the whole the whole of that that game and after the game despite us losing the semi-final to Portsmouth didn't feel anything just felt great because gear was just running through my system the morning after I felt the I've never taken a defeat as badly <laughs> as that one against uh, Portsmouth um okay yeah. so just understand then that if people are going mental Sam on uh, on Twitter it's because the serotonin's depleted and they don't know what's yeah, going on. I, I mean, I think you can even go, you can even go a little bit further and you can say that, you know, if you win, your body goes into like this excitory state where you're going to take that into your evening, right? Like if you're going out to a, a party or whatever on this Saturday night and you, you see a performance like that, how many of us are like, yeah, I'm right up for going out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I literally went to the garage and locked myself away from my family. I know you did. Do you, you know said what I mean? That three times you said that. Oh, is, well, this, is this any good this garage i mean now i'm just getting out getting out my own shit and i felt like you know it's 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 either you're going to be knackered and pissed off or you're going to be ready for the next you know and it takes people a few days to get over that mark um mm. this this is a, like a further to that is why is everyone overacting so much this is the point pep Klopp, and lego head all had identical issues in their first season Seems the first 10 games created an unrealistic expectation for the rest of a, se a season, which we talked about already, but you do have oh. to look at Pep and I, I can't even remember Guardiola's first season because he became so successful after it. And maybe we'll get that with Ange. But Klopp, I remember him having a really difficult first season. And I remember Arteta, well, we all remember Arteta finishing eighth in his first season. They won an FA Cup. But, you know... That wasn't a, an example of what was going on the next season when they finished eighth. Why can't, why can't, why isn't it, it possible for us to look at those examples of great managers? And I say great managers in inverted commas for Arteta. I know he's fucking doing well. And that's part of the fucking problem why we all feel so fucking bad. But it, it could, it, it can happen. You just have to believe in this sort of philosophy of, of, of trying to manipulate a game to our will while playing attacking football because that's what the best teams do do you want to be the best team playing the worst football yes obviously but is it likely that we're going to play the be, be the best team playing worst football no how do the best teams in the world play football they dominate possession they're the most attack, attackingly advanced side in the league and they and they're brilliant with it in terms of holding possession look at Leverkusen look at Real Madrid for the years look at what Arsenal were doing this season Look at what Pep Guardiola has done throughout his careers. Look what Klopp does. They they are the best in their class at retaining possession and being damaging with it. Guardiola is six. Sorry, Postecoglou is six months in. Six fucking oh. months in. Seven to his his, his time in, in the Premier League. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a case of of 
really really high expectations but i mean also from a from a very low base right like we haven't we haven't had we've been living off scraps for fucking years and so we get a little bit of 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 like fun and joy um i was i say a little bit it's it's been a fucking it's been a roller coaster right it was such a change and and we were so um yeah we we were quite sort of pragmatic before going oh you know is is got to give him time because the players he's coming in with they're no good we need to sell the whole team everyone but son needs to be sold blah 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 and and he just did so well so quickly our expectations i don't mean it's not even that we were oh we were too totally wrong in having these really really high expectations i genuinely believe we'd be in a better place now if we hadn't been so injury ridden um i think i think it was high expectations i think they were probably slightly slightly sort of unrealistic to, to a certain degree but um you know we, we we're allowed that i think it's i think it's I, I do agree with the sentiment that that it has gone a little bit it's gone a little bit mental and people are, are ready to throw the, the the baby out with the bathwater now um after six months and and but you know the football fans are we're fickle emotional reactive beings because of all the cortisol that Nick has just explained is flowing around in our system you know it's i think we'll get We'll get a a, a a a better end to the season than this kind of mid period, and then I think we'll be able to reflect on it by the end of the season and, and and sort of and take stock. And this is all learning curve. This is all stuff that we need to 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 build the steel that's going to form the the fan base in in future. Um, because it it you know you look at some of these. You've just mentioned some of the greatest managers that have ever ever managed in, in the in the Premier League, and you you look at a lot of these fan bases from the outside, and they seem. You know, they seem super settled. There was fucking, there was, there was, there was fans calling for Arteta, flying ago. banners over ago. the fucking Emirates all the time. People, people up here are still, you know, when Klopp came out with his announcement, they're like, yeah, he was starting to fall off though, weren't he? I'm like, what the fuck are you on about? So Mike like, lives lives in Merseyside. Just for full disclosure, yeah. is, that, is that what some of the conversations are going? Because this is, it's good to know that yeah. insight. If their if their fans are ready to to chuck him under the bus and say he he wasn't, I mean he's starting to falter anyway. They they they're a I mean they are a weird bunch. They on one hand they're crying and they're they're they they are literally and this is this is not I'm not exaggerating. This is this has happened to me. I've had people say that this feels like a family member dying when he came out and said oh, I'm I'm retiring at the end or I'm I'm leaving Liverpool. I'm, not, I'm leaving at Liverpool at the end of the season. Liverpool fans have said it felt like a family member dying. Not, not like mum or dad, but, you know, auntie. Cousin or like auntie. Like, you know, like a family member passing away. But on the other hand, they'll go out and be like... I just, do you know what? Oh, they they, they behave know. like it wasn't more than that. A family member, I'm thinking in my head, cousin. But I reckon some there's mm. some Liverpudlians who they're thinking more than a cousin. They they hold Klopp up like brother. Like Step brother, step yeah. uncle, yeah, uncle Jurgen, Jurgen, uncle Jurgen. Oh, that sounds rough. Non, that man's got a basement somewhere. It's a fair point though, Mark, because in in his first season, and I wouldn't have been able to guess this, you know, but Google, he 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 led him to a sixth place finish in his first season in charge. So you're right. From the from externally, we're you know maybe this conversation was happening within the fan base. In his first season, as a, as in like this Probably isn't good was. enough. Probably was. Yeah, yeah, and 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 maybe that is a fair kind of 
uh, rebuttal to the to the conversation we're having now where we're saying be patient there will have been members of that fan base as well who would have been saying look this is the guy like this is a whole new philosophy etc etc right mm. um and i need to read this out to you because uh, there's a guy called rickston athletic on twitter just called ricky if you i don't know why i just said that rickston athletic and um he said in need of some football positivity i looked for it in nostalgia the Fighting Cop podcast from season four, episode 37 to 40, have some very interesting parallels to our current situation with Poch's first season. Do you agree with me that we're in the same situation but with better players overall? I can't remember what we said back then, but that's fascinating because what, what you've got with the Fighting Cop podcast or whatever podcast you listen to is a timestamp. You've got, you got a minute in history. A position in history you can look back on and think how were Spurs fans talking at that time not being representative of all Spurs fans but how were we on the podcast talking at that time I remember some difficult difficult conversations at the beginning of uh, Postacoglu Pochettino's time at Spurs so if you want to go listen I might actually do that actually go listen to uh, season 4 episode 3740 through to 40 uh, for some very interesting takes and, and parallels to what we find we're in currently, and that's the thing is, is let's, let's let's just let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. I've said this. I said that with Mourinho, and I said it with Conte, and I was hurt desperately. But what I realise is we have very little control over any of this. So let's just wait and see what possible. At least he's thinking in the right way. At least he's acknowledging. You know, his very his own words. He said. Um, He said, uh, we didn't start the game very well. First half wasn't great. We didn't capitalise on moments we had. Second half, we had them camped, in, uh, camped in a half and created some decent opportunities. You can see the second and you're chasing the game. Also said, we've got to make it, we've got to be ready for the next game. It was, there was another another quote he said, I, I, th there's massive work to do. I need to, uh, I need to, I need to make sure we're in, in, in the right position, position for the next game. That's, that's, that's a manager who takes responsibility. And if in a year from now we aren't playing, we aren't able, and this is the thing, we're not, if, we, if we're not able to break down walls or we're still getting undone on the counter-attack by Wolves, by Brighton, by Brentford, then you might ask a question a year from now. But right now, what, what's the worth? What, what, what? Just wait and see. Like, handle your disappointment. Get on with it. And uh, let's go. Yeah, fans. Fans have got to be. We've got to be adult and mature enough. If we want to be, we want to go out there and say, "Oh, my team won," and I'm so happy and all that sort of stuff. We've got. To, we've got to take the licks as well. And we've got to just, just got to own it. We've got to swallow that that shit. There's a great question here uh, from Thomas Devlin. He says, um, he says, uh, with Roy gone from Palace, and then they beat us. Do we put it down to a new manager about? <laughs> <laughs> obviously we have to fucking beat them surely and this is this is the worry going into these games isn't it? it it is that it seems quite simple at the moment to create opportunities against Spurs we've got the best back line we've seen in many many years and yet because of the system we're playing it seems easy for teams of limited capability i.e. individual brilliance to create proper goal scoring chances key chances 
Um, yeah, it is, is a concern, isn't it? I th- another concern, though, is is what happens if we don't. Given given the amount, you know, given the amount of kind of nonsense which was poured into socials and came our way this weekend off the back of a defeat to a decent side, you know, where do we go if we don't? We've come from a place, as you were saying, of a manager who didn't take any responsibility. Two managers on the bounce who didn't take any responsibility threw our players under the bus. We've now got someone who appears to be heading in the right direction, who is uh, taking accountability, who is able to kind of rationalise and, and look at look at where we are and where we're going. And what happens if we make him the scapegoat instead of Pierre Emil Hoiberg? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what if it becomes what if our manager becomes becomes the scapegoat? What do we do with that? What what I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I mean, I, I, I dread, I dread to think. I think it, maybe that, maybe that's the, maybe that's the point. Is like, you, you know, where does it, where does it stop? Because mm. ultimate, ultimately, there's a lot of noise. But you know, that train, that John Bass train, is still going. Like it, it is. It look, like it's just, we're, we're still pulling out the station, right? Like at one point, it was full steam ahead. But we're, we're back. We faltered a little bit and. You know, let's just get back on the train. It's fine. It's so, fine. We, someone pulled the emergency brake, and we're sort of stopped in between Crew and Warrington. Don't be, don't uh, be stuck there. We we'll go to this horrible place, mate. Yeah. There's an axe behind the mirror, though, in the toilet. Did you know that? What in every toilet? In every toilet in the train, there's an axe behind the mirror. That's cool. Good to know if there was a, you know a terrorist incident. There you go. How do you know what? That? Uh, one of my family members works on the trains and um, <laughs> you mentioned want, it. Do you want to share that with the world? Too late now. Bro, not now. Not now. Edit that out. No, no way. I'm not, I can't be bothered. There's no choice. If someone gets axe deft on the fucking intercity, then um, it's your fault. Axe deft. It's going to be axe mayhem. <laughs> why, do, do you know why this incident happened? Uh, well, we suspect that the Fighting Cop podcast might have disclosed some information that wasn't available to the public. Uh, the geezer's name was Nick, and uh, Drugs Nick, he's known as... AKA Drugs Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's your problem. Uh, Fabio Paratici's Blue My Army, Kane Season 1 says, Why aren't we allowed to be cri- cri- to criticise Ange? We have been struggling for months, and Ange seems to be unable to change his system. Also, our defensive is a, uh, defense is a massive problem. You are allowed to criticise it, but you are not allowed to celebrate if you're not being pragmatic with your criticism. In my opinion. Say what you want. I don't give a fuck, but that's how I feel. Yeah, I, th- I think it's fine to criticise for individual kind of... You know, I think, I think he has a... He keeps making these, like, triple subs at 60 minutes, and I don't know that it always needs to be that, that drastic. Um, I I don't know. I didn't like a lot of people thought he got the the lineup wrong for this for this game. Um, no, I didn't we, think he was massively massively did, off. How how wrong could you have got from the lineup we, like, we put out? Well, this is this is it. What are you like? Okay, midfield. Are you going to play Bentoncourt instead of Basuma? Bentoncourt hasn't looked great. Um, and you need someone who's a, who's slightly more defensively minded than than Bentoncourt. I, I know Bentoncourt is kind of 
known as a, as a six. I think he's better at an eight, certainly in this system, right? Um, you're going to play Saar. You're going to play Madison. What else are you going to do in midfield? What are you going to do up front? I I said earlier I would have probably played Son through the middle, but these aren't massive, massive changes that are going to drastically change the the the, the outcome. Or you're tinkering massively with your fullbacks. I don't know if I'd be comfortable doing that either. Like, it, who are you going to bring on? Is could it, could it be argued that if you're playing the system we play, where you're requiring, requiring our attacking players, including the vast majority of, of our midfield, to play in positions or opportunities that are low percentage? So if Son receives the ball out wide and there's a low block in front of him, the 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 opportunity for him to make a successful pass other than just passing backwards i.e. into the box is so small that perhaps what needs to happen in order to play that level of football is what Manchester City have which is a level of player that can just do it and feel natural and they've talked we've had conversations on the lab podcast but me and you Mark have talked about it on the preview on Patreon become Patreon if you want to Patreon.com for such fighting cock. No, if um, you want to, just fucking do it. Just fucking do it, pricks. Um, but but we talked about having um, dribbly boys on on the wings, right? Yeah. These are these are players that can create a opportunity by beating their man one one on one. Anyway, what I'm saying to you is that the way Postacoglu, perhaps the way Postacoglu is playing, is demanding on the technical limitations of the players we have Richarlison Son on the left uh, even Kulisevsky on the right that's not to say they won't get it right it's just a massive transition hugely transition and the way that their muscles are breaking down and and, and having to be repaired through hamstrings or whatever the, the, the mental aspect to being to, 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 to be comfortable in what Postacoglu is asking, asking them to, to do also takes time Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And if they can't do it, if Son, if Richarlison, if Kulisevsky can't do it, and I'm not saying they can't, they probably can, and they will over time, and they need to be given time, these players. Certainly Son coming off the back of a you know, mid-season, another mid-season uh, international tournament, that uh, give them that time and, and, and they may get there. And if they can't get there, then we, we need to buy players that can get there, like Neto, maybe. I don't know. I think, I, I think, again, being pragmatic, but I'm not sure. What, what do you make of that, Mark? I think you're just thinking of the future and that, that that's fine. Um, which, again, that's what we should be doing at this stage. We shouldn't be looking at 
us as the finished article and then taking every game on its own merit because that's really unfair on on Ange and, and the whole setup behind the scenes and the players like a lot of these players are still players not bought for Ange and and, and we're asking them to 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 like you said drastically change um how they're playing and how they've been using their bodies for for, for as long as they've been been aspers so i think i think it's just it's just a matter of time and 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 it will it will start to come right and I'm, I'm i'm very happy that you're finally getting on my left wing train um took a little while to get there but yeah. it's good to see um i didn't see what you yeah, saw but, that's about, that's my problem and, and it's, I'm willing, it's i and I, i'm willing I, to maybe accept I, it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna jump on 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 fucking social media and, and dig you out for having a, a, an opinion that differs from mine it, it's yeah, that's that's i appreciate that and yeah. now you've just disarmed my whole thing i was ready for a Oh, it's fine. Well, I just want to. I just want to. There's a couple of questions here from Alex THFC and Alex Ubarb. That's Ubarb. actually what it says. It says who Ubarb? I don't know. Uh, anyway, he says, "Have we been found out?" Alex says, "Have Angie's tactics been found out?" If, if we are unable, if Angie is unable to react at all for the next year, that this will always be an issue. Then yes his tactics and his ability as a manager at Premier League level has been found out but in this moment he might be looking at it and going players aren't ready players the level of, of skill that, that might need to be employed isn't there but my tactics are right you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt I don't, I don't think that possible, as fans we will look at this and go it looks like we've been found out if Postacoglu He's 57, 58 years old. He's spent 20 years in management. He's looking at it and going, I don't know what to do. Then that's an issue. He's not saying that, is he, Nick? No, no, he's not saying that. And the tactics, like, it's a bit, there's a bit of lazy vocabulary, right? Like, the tactics, like, what What are the tactics? Like the, well, the tactics are angeball. Yeah, but, like, what? what is that? Because it's, it can't, it can't be displayed when you've got when you think about the role that Udogi adopts within the team for example and the fact that he'll often find himself at number 10 um or playing ones who's in the top third of the field we can't we can't have him drop out with four days until the game and and the same with Poro at right back and then just just play the way that we would have played anyway the the tactics have to change like Angeball has to change it is different like he has adapted and you, you know what tactic do we deploy to break that low block as as we found it in the second half at Wolves? What what is the tactic? Nick, do you remember do you remember the name of Jurgen Klopp's style of play when he joined Spurs, uh, joined Liverpool? It, no, it was the Gagan press. Do you remember the Gagan press? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has he done that in five years, six years? No, he hasn't. He adapted, no. he changed. Has Pep Guardiola maintained the same system? He had inverted fullbacks five years ago. Maybe maybe yeah. not five years ago, but he had he had them like relatively recently. But 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 things have changed. He's played a four four two in defence. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah. he, 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 to, to, to suggest that Postacoglu cannot adapt his system and he hasn't already adapted his system, either says something about your and mine, definitely, limited understanding of, of, of his, his tactical ability, but also his limited ability to understand football. And that is crazy, to suggest that he can't understand football, Mark. I'm not, I'm not saying that he, 
obviously he can understand football. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, Gagan Press was abandoned. I, uh, you know, speak to No, me. I get it. I, I, know, I know what you mean. And, and, and I saw a lot of that as well on socials afterwards. Oh, he's, he's, been, he's been found out and, and, and so on and so forth. It's not been found out, right? Let's, 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 get that, let's get that really clear. We had two massive glaring. You and I spoke on the preview in depth again sign up to Prejun um, about how important our fullbacks are to our system more so from Poro who ranks uh, in, in like really really highly uh, in, in terms of the defensive stats but also as one of our key creators so you take him out and then you take a doggy out as well that's 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 not him getting found out that's him having two of his most important assets not not available um, like we effectively played a 2-4-4 in this game we were so so attacking um we had our we, we had uh, ben davies was more advanced than than any of our midfielders mostly uh, maybe not madison but you know it's 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 not a case of like you say just playing a formation players will will, will move around in the space it's about using space differently uh, and every game every game is slightly different he's not going to come out and reveal that to us plebs so you know, it's only the really clever football minds which um, pick up on this this kind of stuff, and 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 so it's, yeah, I, I think it's it's crazy to say that he's he's been found out. The guy is the guy is part of a football team that he's only just taken over, and he's trying to constantly develop it. Um, you can't say he's been found out based on one game. Um, it's just it's just totally unfair. Mark, what did you make uh, make of um, Neto's performances? Because this is a player that it could definitely come into London in some form. It seems. Do you like yeah, him? I like it, him. I like a lot of it. I, I, I love him. I think he's he's excellent. I, I think we we, you know, this the 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 uh, detractors will say that he's a little bit injury prone, but outside of that, I mean, he has a lot of the qualities that that we want. Um, in, in in our uh, in, in our left winger, so he's he's left footed. He's he's rapid. He really sees he reads space absolutely beautifully. Um, I think he did. He was he one assist or two assists here. He was he was he was integral to how they play. Yeah, every time um, he got a ball, he looks, he looks so comfortable. Yeah, he's and he wants to take play. I, one thing that actually I thought he wasn't like he wasn't as normally when I see him, I'm like right, I know. Neto is going to Neto is going to find space and he's going to dribble. He loves a dribble. I think he, I think only one of his dribbles came came off against us, so we so we managed to nullify that. But he was just involved in everything else and and is the kind of profile I think we should be going for um, for our, for our next um, for, our, for strengthening the left the left wing um, for sure. Okay, Nick. Anything to add? Anything else you want to say to wrap this up? Let's wrap it up, mate. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Um, there was... Uh... Yeah, fuck off. Need to go to my garage. We're just hurting, aren't we? And it's all right. It's all right to hurt. It feels like we're constantly trying to square the circle like a round peg in a square hole of like, it's going to be all right. But it, but by the same token, it, it's all right to be hurting and to watch that is painful. People said it was quite painful in the stadium as well, that the atmosphere was suffering on Saturday. I saw a lot of that. Um, I wasn't there myself. But, you know, it's all right, isn't it? It's going to be all right. Yeah. It's going it to be will, all right. It will be all right because I'm just, I just uh, going to point you towards a UEFA financial report that shows that Spurs make more money per match 
than any other Premier League club and a third in Europe behind Barcelona and Paris Saint-Germain. So if that doesn't warm your cockles, then I don't know what would. Oosh. Yeah. It's, it is it is mental. And, and, and part of the reason why it's so, you know, it's... it's what do you, what, how would you describe the mood in the stadium when things aren't going well? It's... It's... What, give me a word, boys. Like how it was, it's like difficult. Muted. Muted, but it's also like full of tension. Like when things aren't yeah, going well, like when there have been 20 minutes of the game not going the way we expected it to go, then you can understand the fans are in the stadium going, I, we need you to play well for us because Spurs generate this amount of money, huge amounts of sums. And that's based on the fans going into that ground, spending the money they do on tickets but also on beer and, and burgers or whatever else they're doing look at the money we're generating and we're not we're not performing mm. in a way that in that instant given all the money that's left those fans bank accounts to get to that game in that moment they're not getting the gratification compared to how much they've spent for it but in the long run data like this would suggest that we're in a really good position Arsenal were not even... Oh, no, they are. They're fifth. You fucking cunts. You're always there, aren't you? All my fucking memory. Always there, you cunts. Always there. Anyway. Yeah. Love you, boys. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.